I think it was like an emotional journey for them as well because they resonated with that and they and they were excited that I yeah. I got out of there and kind of made something of it. ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Be Honest. As promised, uh, I'm back doing it weekly. I'll try to do it even more than weekly. Let me, But let me not get ahead of myself. This week, uh, a lot to talk about. I love the reaction everyone gave me from last week's podcast. And that was probably because I discussed more of my personal life than I ever have in any time, in any capacity, uh, being in front of the camera. I usually try to stay private. But I just wanted to let you all know uh, about the folks who have been following me, wishing me well, and even those hating on me as well. I'm giving y'all updates. Today, I uh, have the pleasure of having an Olympian in studio with us on the podcast. But this year, and I'm talking about the Winter Olympics, this year, something really special is happening there are so many storylines, as I always discuss in sports. Uh, there is no way to get around the protest and the platform that the athletes are using to discuss the protesting or the social injustice in their community. But there's also uh, a diversity issue that I think uh, I'm starting to see the world embrace in a larger sense in sports. And what I mean by that, have you seen uh, there is a video a commercial, if you will, coming out. It was Beats, but uh, they are highlighting uh, the Nigerian bobsledding team. And the reason why that's so significant, because it's the first time an African country is participating in the event. Uh, and it is special. And I remember watching this thinking, wow, this is huge because it just so happens. I know uh, the one African-American girl on the U.S. USA bobsledding team, uh, lady rather. I'm not going to call her a girl. She's a grown woman. Uh, her name is Asia Evans, and she is uh, a good friend of mine, and I'm so proud of her. Her story is amazing, and she has a lot to discuss. Uh, we're talking about Winter Olympics, life on and off the sled, how she's been able to be so successful so quickly. Uh, it'll be really interesting. Sit back, listen, uh, and prepare for another wonderful edition of Be Honest. So it's Asia. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Be Honest, honey. Thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I love you so much. I love you even more. <laughs> you guys, listen, right now, do me a favor. At my boo, she is Asia. Is it Asia L. Evans? Yes. On Instagram, that's A-J-A-L Evans. She's gorgeous. She's oh, smart. She has a great heart. And by the way, she comes from a family of athletes. So it makes sense that you are <laughs> an Olympian. So talk to me. Okay. Growing up in your household, mm-hmm. was it like if you don't play sports, you can't eat? Listen, growing up in my household, if you weren't competitive from birth, then not only were you not eating because someone else would eat your food, but you weren't doing anything sitting in the front seat of the car. Like everything was a race. Everything was a competition, but it was all fun. Okay. So you, by way of history, mm-hmm. uh, tell folks your father, uh, and I, I found this out today, was the very first African-American swimmer to yeah. win a title in 1975. Uh-huh. In the breaststroke, my mother ran track and field um, in college. My brother, Fred Evans, played in the NFL for eight years, seven of which was with the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings. My uncle is Gary Matthews. He goes by Sarge in Major League Baseball, played for teams like the Phillies, Cubs. I mean, he coached for the Cubs. And his son, Gary Matthews Jr., my cousin, also had an extensive Major League Baseball career, um, specifically with like Anaheim Angels and, and other teams. So so here's what's interesting, uh, because 
I know that you were a track and field athlete in college. Mm-hmm. And, and and I thought, because, again, I'm not an Olympian, I thought, gosh, well, this has to be a tough transition to go from being a track and field athlete to on the bobsled team to making it to being an Olympian to winning bronze in the 2014 Winter Olympics in Sochi. Mm-hmm. But you said it's kind of common. Yeah, like a lot of athletes transition into the sport of bobsled. You don't really grow up doing it. Like in the south side, there's no bobsled track. So, like, a lot of <laughs> athletes in the sport come from track and field and other sports where you kind of have that power, that speed and that explosiveness you need to push a sled. You know, so, and as you just mentioned, there's not a, a bobsled track in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, not, unfortunately. Not right. Yeah, not one just sitting right there hanging uh-huh. out. Uh, so I, I could only imagine, tell me what it's like um, being, and you're not the only African-American who's uh-huh. done this before, and you're not the only one on the team, right? No. So, so but tell me, um, one of the standouts, What is what is it like to, one, participate in the Winter Olympics, which mm-hmm. is traditionally traditionally not the African-American sport, if right. you will. And and two, being on the bobsledding team. I mean, one, being able to participate in like the highest level of athletics in my sport um, is an honor. But to represent as an African-American woman stands out to me even more. I mean, this went from a predominantly white European sport to in Sochi, five out of the six women on the or five out of six women on the national on the Olympic team were black. And then three out of the six on the podium were black. And so to start having that much diversity and then now you have Team Nigeria, you have Jamaica representing a, um, a sled in the women's sports and then all these other nations kind of embracing di- diversity. It's really big and I feel like it's a force to be reckoned with. I will tell you, uh, much like I call it the tiger effect, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, when you are underrepresented in a sport, and I mean like when you don't see a lot of black folks playing golf, you don't pay attention. When you didn't see a lot of black folks playing tennis he didn't pay attention but here comes the Williams sisters here comes Tiger Woods you get invested little kids see that and say oh okay she's from my neighborhood Mm -hmm. I can do that too Um, it is so important to see the representation in the community in the media um, on the big stage because dreams then become dreams right you see it you can believe it you can touch it I can attain it Um, I think that that is so amazing and that's what I think Mm -hmm. about when I'm watching when I'm preparing to watch the Winter Olympics of course I'm rooting for you but I have a special interest because I want to see this diversity I want to see everyone represented from different countries and I'm not just saying as an African-American but you want to see the diversity you want to see what the world really looks like when you're watching the Olympics yeah I think that's really big Um, one of my favorite things to do is go back home to the kids like in cities and schools that I grew up in and really show them like my medals show them my experiences and let them know that I was in those same seats it's hard to believe when you see somebody that doesn't look like you tell you you can be great you can do all these amazing things but to have someone who was actually from the south side who actually went to the Chicago public schools who actually did deal with a lot of the problems they deal with at, at a very young age um it's it's a little more real for you and you can honestly start to see the light at the end of the tunnel know that there's more to life than um, you know maybe your surroundings and kind of trying to expand that yeah you are truly an inspiration I listened to you you. talk about the south side what was that like Mm -hmm. talk to me about growing up I mean just growing up you you're exposed to a lot of things that you just have no control over and one of the things my mom did that helped us a lot was expose us to more sports and activities outside of just, um, you know, the city life and, and really let me travel and see a lot of the world early on. So I knew there was more to life than just kind of like how, how I have friends that and people that aren't even here anymore that I knew at an early age and high school that, that led different lifestyles and then unfortunately are with us. So like, um, I think that being groomed to kind of explore the world and do more sports helped me a lot. I always talk about living, um, 
in both worlds and jumping in and out of both worlds. And what and, and that's a term that a lot of people use if you grow up in, you know, impoverished communities, you grow up on the South Side, whatever you want to call it. If you grow up where you're in a hood and you mm-hmm. know that everybody doesn't live up to a certain expectation, they don't live to a certain age. Yeah. And we jump in and out of that community. For me, I, I, I always laugh because I'm like, everyone's like, oh, you're on TV. Life is great. No, actually, yeah. I'm about to hit the corner, go pick up my grandmother, take her to the market. And hopefully my cousin who's dealing with drugs isn't at the house. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I have to live in these worlds. Like yeah. I, I, I have to vacillate and it's always, it keeps it real. It keeps it humble. But again, it also is inspiring to those who know that you don't have to have a certain set of, um, you know, privileges growing yeah. up to be successful. Do you ever wonder, like you talked about some of your friends who didn't make it when you go back, when you go back to the community and you talk to these people, what, what's it like, uh, when they see you and see how successful you are? Do you have those that say, I'm so glad you made it out. You did mm-hmm. well. Or do they say, I knew you always be, I knew you'd always be great. Um, it's funny. I think it's a mix of both. Um, a co- uh, was it last year or so? Um, we had my 10 year high school reunion. Mm-hmm. And so to see all my friends and people I grew up with, I think a lot of them expected that of me because in high school, I had a very successful high school career. We were Morgan Park was like the best in state. And so we were kind of groomed to be these athletes. But I think, um, the fact that I was ta- able to take it a little further shocked a lot of people, but they also expected it of me. And I think they were really proud. So like, I think it was like an emotional journey for them as well because they resonated with that and they, and they were excited that I, yeah. I got out of there and kind of made something of it. You know, we, we have so much to be thankful for when we look back at all of the, the blessings, like quite frankly, mm-hmm. we have, we just do. I, I, I also feel um, an incredible uh, responsibility now that I've been able to leave, you know, what people would say was was a tough surroundings or tough upbringing and, and mm-hmm. be able to to do something with myself. I feel an incredible responsibility to, to brown girls. And what I mean by brown girls, I mean, Latin, Asian people who are underrepresented, uh, underrepresented in the media. I I. I I feel like I have to reach out. I have to help right. in whatever capacity that may be. I feel like that's just my calling. It's not just to be on TV and wear some heels and be cute. Same. Right. I think I went from, um, especially my transition into the sport of bobsled. I was approaching it originally just like an athlete and, and the competitive person that I am. But once I started to realize that I represented so much more, it, it like really held a special place in my heart and I started to wear it more and, and being able to represent African American women, being able to represent kids growing up in Chicago and just show them that there's more to life and share those experiences and kind of help bring that positivity back to them. I think that was bigger than winning any medal. Do you think, and I know it is, by mm-hmm. the way, like, cause it just gives me chills thinking about it. Uh, do you ever get concerned? And I talked about this last week on the podcast. Do you ever get nervous, hesitant, concerned, whatever adjective you want to use when it comes to speaking out and using your platform to address social injustice? I think. I do at times um, because the media tends to take one little thing you say or one little thing you may say wrong and just blast that. And then your whole message is misconstrued. But I feel like I commend all those athletes that are really using their platform, regardless of how it may be perceived or how it may be twist and turn um, and, and bringing light to those social injustice. And then I think for me, um, one of the best ways I can is to continue to help the kids back home, talk to them, work with them, show them that it's power and in, in their future. And, um, 
just kind of be an influence for them. I think sometimes, and it's not, and when we say media, this is when I, and I'm okay with people saying it's the yeah. media because you know why? Uh, the media now goes into bloggers. It goes into people social who have media. social media. And so it's, it's not so much the folks who are, you know, tenured journalists who mm-hmm. can't just say anything and be reckless with what they, they type on Twitter or say on Instagram or put in a blog. It's, it's those folks who don't really have that accountability. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. You, you say something, they're like, well, you said this. And, and then they that. attack you. And next thing you know, it's like thousands of people just tweeting or, or commenting. Sure. And then it's turned into an article and it's turned into something more when I think a lot of people are just trying to get more of a positive message across and it turned into something negative. And that breaks my heart because yeah. then that makes so many athletes such as yourself hesitant to, mm-hmm. to use their platform because they're like, I don't want the heat. I can't deal with the heat. I don't need the heat, whatever it may be. And it takes away from their message. It too. takes away from the message. You can't even understand what they're trying to yeah. say because I talked about how our president hijacked Colin Kaepernick's message. Mm-hmm. He most definitely hijacked what the message was and the method was what everyone yeah. focused on. That was tough. It was hard. That's really tough. And then a lot of people look to us, especially representing Team USA, like, are you going to protest? Are you going to do this and that? And we're like, it's it's not about the flag. It's not about what it represents. Like it's more so about the social injustice he was trying to bring light to. And so when it's turned into something so negative and then everyone's looking at you like, well, what are you going to do? It's hard because we're not in necessarily a position to where we can just black out the flag or do things like regarding our uniform. And why would you even want to? Yeah. Do that? Like it doesn't, it doesn't have that effect. So like, like I said, all I can do is um, control it the best way I can and what I feel is right. Okay. So have you all honestly uh, had the, discussion of you know what I do want to protest or there is Mm -hmm. a certain issue that is close to my heart uh, that I would like to bring light to and when I get the opportunity I will in whatever way I I choose to do yeah we definitely have a lot of discussions about about that I think for the most part if people choose to go to the White House say after the Olympic Games and stuff um, it'll be to represent something bigger and something more um, and and just trying to put aside don't feel pressured to do something just Mm. because it's it's like what's being portrayed in the media or all these athletes that speak out in this way so you have to do it this way I think a lot of us continue to talk about it because we're human just like everyone else and we're dealing with these same problems and issues and so trying to figure out the best way we can positively impact it and affect it is, is kind of like where we're at I would feel so much pressure mm-hmm. so you all are and I just want to be Team USA representing uh, that Asia is on is the gold medal favorite um, and more than likely you come back home with that gold medal what, mm-hmm. a, what a wonderful feeling what a, yeah. what a unique elite uh, accomplished feeling but then, then there is that. Yeah. Am, I, am I going to the White House? And, and I, look, I'm not. I'm not putting you on the spot to talk mm-hmm. about it. But if it were me, it would be some serious soul searching. It would. It would serious. be some serious and I, soul searching. And I searching. did. Um, like you know, you do all the media. Uh, things just like as you prepare for the Olympic Games and that's one of the main questions they ask you is like are you going to go to the White House I'm sure after we win a medal and we're on the um like in our whole little like the, all the media is there they're going to ask us those same questions and honestly I didn't have an answer for them right then and there because I feel like I need to know how I feel once I'm in that moment mm-hmm. if I go like if I choose to speak on something or if I choose to use my like not go and have that presence stand, have that stand for something more like mm-hmm. honestly I don't know at this moment and I think it requires a lot of soul searching and what I feel in my heart. Yeah, because here's here, and, and, and I say it because I'm no, I'm because I am not on an Olympic team, mm-hmm. so I can easily say what I'm doing. 
Yeah. Uh, I, I wouldn't go. Mm-hmm. I know people say getting an audience with the president saying, look, let me tell you about some of the things I'm concerned about. If that's realistic, and, and this is when I'm being the cerebral, if it is realistic for you to sit down with the president and have a conversation and explain to him wh- how athletes feel how certain athletes feel black athletes feel especially mm-hmm. towards him or what not, and not that it's a consensus but how he has being portrayed has really really and this is me speaking if i had that opportunity to tell him how he's being portrayed or how we feel like he's taking a message that we thought was good and tried to use it for bad if you had that audience or if i had that audience rather mm-hmm. yeah perhaps i'm down i want to chat yeah. but part but of I me don't, don't feel like he's going exactly, yeah, exactly. I was like, <laughs> i'm all like nobody i I've, i don't see nobody getting that audience yeah and i've been to the like, white house already I, met. I, yeah I, obama <laughs> obama yeah. exactly so yeah <laughs> i don't see him being like so asia tell me the problems you yeah, know what i mean exactly. like exactly so that too yeah so i understand that it's tough and it's so hard and it's so difficult but you make the right decision for yourself mm-hmm. don't feel like you have to answer to anybody else and you take the heat if you take the heat whatever heat that may be for yeah. going or not going because that's your choice mm-hmm. it really truly is i just i mean i swear i said i hate how we try to put our problems our in. problems or our thoughts mm-hmm. or our, our 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 opinions on other people I, when ESPN was dealing with all that nonsense, you know, last year, everyone was like, if I worked there, I'd be like, and yeah. if, why don't you be like, mm-hmm. and you should be, and I'm like, shut up. You yeah. wouldn't be like anything. You don't know what yeah. the circumstances are. You don't know what the internal struggle is. Like you, people just, and you don't know what's happening behind mm-hmm. the scenes, but that's the advent of social media, yeah. right? So I was going to say social media has created, everyone's an activist. Everyone's an expert. <laughs> everyone tells you how you're supposed to live your life. So uninformed informed <laughs> is what I called. I was like, yeah, yeah, I know everything. Right? Yeah. Give it to me. Tell me more. Um, I will. I have to ask you this. Uh, it's so funny, guys. Uh-huh. I'm not even kidding you. Asia was in the body issue of ESPN, the magazine. When was that? <laughs> oh, 2014. 2014, right? When she was in uh, head in Sochi. And her body is banging. Ooh, thank you. Um, so on the other side of the break, I want to know, guys, and this is what I'm asking her. Are athletes hooking up in the village when she does the Olympic Village? Like, are they trying to holler at her? Mm. Do she got cute boys always at her because she's just so <laughs> daggone pretty? I'm all like, I know these boys be at you. Let's get some specific names in Adam and see if they no <laughs> i'm kidding i tease on the other side of the break we're talking about love in the olympics back in a moment so asia mm-hmm. do athletes try to holler at you all the time because you're so pretty <laughs> i mean i think uh yeah like <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny like um I mean athletes random DMs anytime like I've been featured somewhere or something I get like you know everyone trying to tell me certain things and I, and it's all flattering mm-hmm. it's just, and so like, it's, it's hard <laughs> is it they like you know I, you must be tired because you're running through my mind oh my gosh like, I get the worst oh my god especially amongst athletes and mm-hmm. like these guys they think that We'll have just the most athletic baby. Like we just like I just need to bred their children. <laughs> You're like I'm not breeding. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay, wait a second. So wait, I love that. So you, so what do they say? Because I there's uh, there's no. all these different uh-huh. ways to holler. Because I heard about submarining. Right? Mm-hmm. Submarines is when they just what? they like try to holler at you. They just pop up and then they go disappear go, for like uh-huh. a month. Then they pop up again oh, after wow, a month. They yeah. call that submarining. I just found this out the other yeah, day. Yeah, a lot I of them are submarining right now, especially <laughs> since I've been on TV. They're like, oh hey, big head. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then there's the bread comes like you might find one attractive mm-hmm. but he just hitting you with a like oh, the, the gosh, a. <laughs> yeah all the dry one word responses don't give me no dry word i ain't trying to hear you with the one word yeah. response or the two word <laughs> hey sexy oh gosh yeah hey superstar oh, you get, oh. <laughs> 
by the way guys that is such an inside joke dude, <laughs> i'm about to give y'all some tea this dude that that um that asia and i both know it was one day asia and i were just chatting this was a couple of years mm-hmm. ago and we we're just just trying to exchange some information and uh, <laughs> guys who may have tried to holler at her perhaps if they try to holler at me on the low yeah. right because it's a small community mm-hmm. and we t- we found out that there was one guy who used the same line same line i, I was like whoa so like now if you ever see me like trolling <laughs> carrie's instagram and writing superstar hey superstar like that it's our joke because we're inside joke. we are really going in on oh boy <laughs> And it was real low key though. His, mm-hmm. his, his super low key. Yeah, his his holler is real low key. Um, so you have? Do you ever though? It's okay to like someone yeah. that's an athlete. I would think you. I would think that would make sense for you, especially for sure. because of the type of family you come from. Have do you find yourself, you know, attracted to someone? Like, hey, what up? Hey. Yeah, I mean, like. As far as athletes go, who can like? How can you not be attracted? A perfect to body. body. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But like, um, it's a little hard right now because my sport requires me to literally go on tour. So we're in a different. Every week we're in a different city, different country, yeah. different time zone. So it's hard to have to be able to build that connection, that one on one time. Sure. So I mean, that's the perfect. You response. could FaceTime and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but you are so you are you, you bread right com- are you bread coming? Are, do you like anybody where you just drop in? Hey. Yeah, it's just a I bunch guess. of hey. <laughs> and, and, oh my gosh, you're getting me in trouble. I no. know. I know. I was like, I want I really want to be like, what's the ad? Give me no. the handle so I can look it up. You know, I'm going to no. like, and like all the pictures. <laughs> um, now I hear now, and I don't know if it's the same for the, the winter games, mm-hmm. but I hear in the summer games, like everybody's like hollering at somebody. Listen. I don't know if I was just not cool last Olympic Games, yeah. but I did not hear any gossip or like drama from the Winter Olympics and people hooking up. All the stories I've heard were like from other Olympians in the summer games. So like maybe it's like warm weather. They're all out just enjoying life. But at the Winter Games, it's too cold. I, I don't. Yeah. Everybody like outside. I was in my room. Maybe I just needed to get out more. And I don't. Yeah. Yeah. So she looked. She stopped herself because she was going <laughs> to say know? I already know what she's about to say. She was like, honey, it's the Winter Games. And you know, I don't, I don't know if I find anyone necessarily attractive at the winter games. <laughs> yeah, but, well, cause you know, what are you? How tall are you? A five ten. She five ten. It's not the, yeah. it's not the, we ain't got the summer games with the, with the tall folk. Yeah. And I love a tall guy. I yeah. mean, bobsledders are tall. You yeah. have some skiers, hockey players, but like, a lot of them I don't see like that. Mm-hmm. And then I, I bobsledders, they're like family. So like, yeah. I don't look at it. Any uh, of them like cut that. to after this podcast, all the bobsled teams going to be in their DMs. <laughs> hey, big head. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what you doing? Mm-hmm. I'll meet you at the village approximately. Right. <laughs> You're like, no, I'm good. I'm Listen, good. I'm going to do some dirt digging like this. Olympic <laughs> You're like, let me because, <laughs> Yeah, I know. Not do, I'm not going to do the dirt myself. I'm just going to find out all the juicy because last Olympic Games, I know I didn't know anything about like. Uh-huh like what's going on behind the scenes yeah. so this time around I'm gonna try and figure some things out you got all these young handsome attractive beautiful yeah. perfect body people getting together I think it's together. like a Vegas thing like what happens at the winter yeah. at the Olympic Games stays there so. yeah you just leave right there you're like shh that I know happen. like yeah, don't get me yeah. in trouble yeah. no one's gonna be my friend yeah <laughs> Um, okay, so moving forward, mm-hmm. uh, what are your future plans? Because we know how the the Olympics are. Yeah, you know, every four years, what are you doing now? What do you you, 
You I'm, thinking? Yeah, I'm still thinking. And I think it's okay to want to figure it out and not rush into something. I feel like after the last Winter Games, like, first thing they asked me at the press conference was, what's next? And I, you know, wanted to go back into track and field, and I did that. But the window got cut short because I tore my ACL. Oh, and so, like, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. so, like, now I, I want to be okay with not exactly knowing and having a definite answer. I have a lot of opportunities available. So I'm just trying to explore those and, you know, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Yes. Okay, so I – let me give you a couple of options. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I must one. Please. I'm gonna have you work. Are on, you hiring? Yeah, I, I, I was gonna say, say. I would love to work. I with was you. like, you could easily do this <laughs> because you are so amazing in terms of just your personality and, oh, like I said, you. drop and that I mean, gorgeous and smart. You're like my big sister, so I learned from the best. I'm telling you, girl, you got it. Like you could come in, take over. I'm ready. I'm tired. Oh. <laughs> Grandma needs to retire. And oh, then no. on top of that, mm-hmm. I was thinking too. Um, you could, if you wanted, like I have this. Um, I'm starting this foundation, you guys. Every time somebody comes on, I'm make I'm making do a public commitment. I'm doing a brown girl's dream or I'm taking young girls who email me all the time or want to be a part of my projects or anything that I'm doing in front of the camera and they want me to put them with a mentor if you will oh, that I is would something love that. you are would be the perfect I would love that mentor like yes these especially for the athletes who were athletes in college and they can't necessarily transition to a professional sport and that's what I think is the beauty in our sport and people need to understand that more of the post-collegiate athletes like you may not go professional in your sport you did growing up in college and, and everything but but sports like bobsled provide you with an opportunity to achieve your Olympic dreams and goals. Sure. Yeah. And and guess what? Did you hear what she just said, folks? Like, look, you may not be able to go to this level, but you, mm-hmm. there are other trends. You can transition. Exactly. You got to be open to the journeys. It may not always look how you think Want it's it supposed to look. To look. Yeah. 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 So but, you may not do volleyball, but what do you do? I'm just right. thinking of different ways you can transition exactly. to Exactly. I'm sport. going to my second Olympic Games and going for hopefully a second Olympic medal. And so ideally, like, Years ago, I thought this would happen in track and field, but now it's the bobsledder. Like, I'm a veteran as a bobsledder, so that's crazy to me. Um, and just being open to those different avenues. Yeah, and opportunities yeah. is big. You know, I find that I've been working a lot with ESPNW, and I find that all the time with women because, obviously, you can't be an NBA player. The mm-hmm. WNBA may not necessarily be the route you want to go, or softball doesn't necessarily give you the baseball route. You know, right. there's so many, unfortunately, we're still struggling in the women's world yeah, of sports. And so these 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 women who are... Who are in a college are like what's next do I what it is sometimes it's like am I a doctor am I a lawyer what do I want right. to do and just like you said you're still figuring it out but you have an idea yeah like you know what you could possibly be doing because you were open to the journey exactly and that needs to be more of the message exactly I think so many people get focused on what it's supposed to look like getting to this one point when it may take you different routes and different roads to get there or it may be a totally different road you take and it'd be better than what you even had in mind so I think the journey that grind and that whole process is big all right so uh, before I let you go, I yeah. want you guys to you have to watch the Winter Olympic Games. When do you was when does Team USA compete? Um, the twentieth and the twenty first of February. Yes. You guys have to check it out. It's not on our network, but that's okay. You can still watch it because I want you to support my girl. That's Asia oh, L Evans. You, you got to go to her Instagram and see how yes, beautiful she is. And slide on in there. <laughs> hey, big head. Hey, superstar. <laughs> hey, whatever y'all need, whatever, however it works. Um, do me a favor. Pronounce. Uh, I got I got Sochi down for twenty fourteen. Yeah. How do you pronounce? You're in South Korea. How do yeah. you pronounce it? Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang. Yes. Okay. See, it's it. worldwide. <laughs> Pyeongyang, 2018. Uh-huh. Holla, my girl, Team USA. Let's they're go. favored for gold. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the uh, bobsled team. You are the brakeman, which yes. is what? 
Um, so I'm like the power to the sled. Uh, I get it going as fast as possible at the start of the race. Hop in, pray. Um, <laughs> I'm like DJ Khaled in the back of the sled. Like, you smart. You got this, baby. Let's go, Team USA. Like, trying to give as much energy and good vibes as possible. And then I pop up and pull the brakes after the finish line. I love it. <laughs> so you back there like, they don't Listen, want you to win, but we oh going to win. Gosh, they don't want us all, to win, but we going to win. I have like brought it, narrowed it down to a science because I'm literally back there like, it's nothing I can do. And I can refuse to panic or be worried about yeah. crashing or anything crazy. And so I'm literally back there like, yes, good run. Oh my gosh, that was beautiful. You got this. Yeah. Can Girl, she hear you? Sometimes they hear me. It's so funny. Yeah. A couple of times they were like, I heard you. Cheer me on through that curve. Cause like, it's like during training, if they're having hard runs or problems, like you pay attention to those things. So when it comes out really good in the, in the um, race, then you're like, yes, like it's just all good vibes and good energy. So your, your, what is your position? What would that be the equivalent? Would you be like a goalie or a keeper in, in soccer? Because you're the like you get it started. So yeah, I get you, it started. I'm the power, the- but and then also you you have to learn your driver and try and give them everything they need to have a clear conscience and and be focused down the track. So I get to like we actually are really good friends. We're close like sisters. Um, That's nice. I make sure she's confident in me and she knows I'm confident in her. And then you just have that teamwork and that and that togetherness. That's J- big. And Jamie, tell me her last name again. Jamie Grubo Poser. Oh, all yes. right, Poser. Uh-huh. Her husband is actually on the German bobsled team. Oh. What? Yes, it's so crazy. See, I told you it's loving the I Olympics. Know, but you girl, you gonna come back and be like, guess what? <laughs> hey girl. No. You gonna be like, girl, I thought I I thought I was waiting for the summer Olympics to get uh-huh. married. But how <laughs> No, we'll I tease. I tease. Yeah. I, I get it. We'll talk about that off the record. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, folks, Asia Evans, uh, support my friend. She's such a wonderful spirit, you know, oh, inside you. and out. Twenty eighteen. Pichong. Pyeongchang. Pyeongchang. Yes. Grandma almost got it. Thanks got for being it. on Be Honest. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash podcenter.